Conclusion Mormonism, as it is called, must stand or fall on the story of Joseph Smith. He was either a prophet of God, divinely called, properly appointed, and commissioned, or he was one of the biggest frauds this world has ever seen. There is no middle ground. If Joseph was a deceiver who willfully attempted to mislead people, then he should be exposed, his claims should be refuted, and his doctrine shown to be false. President Joseph Fielding Smith When I first discovered that Joseph Smith used a rock and a hat to translate the Book of Mormon, that he was married to eleven other men's wives, and that the Book of Abraham has absolutely nothing to do with the papyri or facsimiles, I went into a panic. I desperately needed answers, and I needed them three hours ago. Among the first sources I looked to for answers were official church sources, such as Mormon.org and LDS.org. I couldn't find them. I then went to Fair Mormon and Neil A. Maxwell Institute, formerly Farms. Fair Mormon and these unofficial apologists have done more to destroy my testimony than any anti-Mormon source ever could. I found their version of Mormonism to be alien and foreign to the chapel Mormonism that I grew up in attending church, seminary, reading scriptures, general conferences, EFY, mission, and BYU. Their answers are not only contradictory to the scriptures and teachings I learned through correlated Mormonism, they're truly bizarre. I was amazed to learn that, according to unofficial apologists, translate doesn't really mean translate. Horses aren't really horses, they're tapers. Chariots aren't really chariots, since tapers can't pull chariots without wheels. Steel isn't really steel. Hilcomora isn't really in New York. It's possibly in Mesoamerica. Lamanites aren't really the principal ancestors of the Native American Indians. Marriage isn't really marriage. If they're Joseph's marriages, they're just mostly non-sexual spiritual ceilings. And prophets aren't really prophets, only when they're heretics teaching today's false doctrine. Why is it that I had to first discover all of this from the internet at 31 years old after 20 years of high activity in the church? I wasn't just a seat warmer at church. I've read the scriptures several times. I've read hundreds of approved church books. I was an extremely dedicated missionary who voluntarily asked to stay longer in the mission field. I was very interested in and dedicated to the gospel. How am I supposed to feel about learning about these disturbing facts at 31 years old? After making critical life decisions based on trust and faith that the church was telling me the complete truth about its origins and history, after many books, seminary, EFY, church history tour, mission, BYU, general conferences, scriptures, enzymes, and regular church attendance. So, putting aside all the absolute shock and feeling of betrayal and learning about all of this information that has been kept concealed and hidden from me by the church my entire life, I am now expected to go back to the drawing board. Somehow, I'm supposed to rebuild my testimony on newly discovered information that is not only bizarre and alien to the chapel Mormonism I had a testimony of, it's almost comical. I'm now supposed to believe that Joseph has the credibility of translating ancient records when the Book of Abraham and the Kinderhook plates destroy this claim? That Joseph has the character and integrity to take him at his word after seeing his deliberate deception in hiding and denying polygamy and polyandry for at least 10 years of his adult life? How he backdated and retrofitted the Aaronic Priesthood and Melchizedek Priesthood restoration events as if they were in the Book of Commandments all along? And I'm supposed to believe with a straight face that Joseph using a rock and a hat is totally legit? Despite this being the exact same method he used to con people out of their money during his treasure hunting days? 
Despite this ruining the official story of ancient prophets and Moroni investing all that time and effort into gold plates, which were not used because Joseph's face was stuffed in a hat, I'm supposed to sweep under the rug the inconsistent and contradictory First Vision accounts and just believe anyway? I'm supposed to believe that these men who have been wrong about so many important things and who have not prophesied, seared, or revealed much in the last 169 or so years are to be sustained as prophets, seers, and revelators? I'm supposed to believe the scriptures have credibility after endorsing so much rampant immorality, violence, and despicable behavior? When it says that the earth is only 7,000 years and there was no death before then, or the Heavenly Father is sitting on a throne with an erect penis when all evidence points to it really being the pagan Egyptian god of sex, Min. The most correct book on earth, Book of Mormon, going through over 100,000 changes over the years, after going through so many revisions and still being incorrect, Noah's Ark and the global flood are literal events, Tower of Babel is a literal event, the Book of Mormon containing 1769 King James Version Edition translation errors and 1611 King James Version translators italics while claiming to be an ancient record? That there's actually a polygamous god who revealed a Warren Jeff-style revelation on polygamy that Joseph pointed to as a perverted license to secretly marry other living men's wives and teenage girls barely out of puberty? That this crazy god actually threatened Joseph's life with one of his angels with a sword if a newly married pregnant woman didn't agree to Joseph's marriage proposal? And like the part-time racist schizophrenic god, I'm supposed to believe in a god who was against polygamy before he was for polygamy, but decided in 1890 that he was again against it? I'm told to put these foundational problems on the shelf and wait until I die to get answers to stop looking at the church intellectually even though the glory of God is intelligence? Ignore and have faith anyway? I'm sorry, but faith is believing and hoping when there is little evidence for or against something. Delusion is believing when there is an abundance of evidence against something. To me, it's absolute insanity to bet my life, my precious time, my money, my heart, and my mind into an organization that has so many serious problematic challenges to its foundational truth claims. There are just way too many problems. We're not talking about one issue here. We're talking about dozens of serious issues that undermine the very foundation of the LDS Church and its truth claims. The past year was the worst year of my life. I experienced a betrayal, loss, and sadness unlike anything I've ever known. Do what is right, let the consequence follow, now holds a completely different meaning for me. I desperately searched for answers to all of the problems. To me, the answer eventually came, but it was not what I expected or hoped for. As a child, it seemed so simple. Every step was clearly marked. Priesthood, mission, sweetheart, temple. Bright with hope, I soon embarked. But now I have become a man, and doubt the promise of the plan. For the path is growing steeper, and a slip could mean my death. Plunging upward, ever deeper, I can barely catch my breath. Oh, where within this untamed wild is that star that led me as a child. As I crest the shadowed mountain, I embrace the endless sky. The expanse of heaven's fountain now unfolds before my eye. A thousand stars shine on the land, the chart drafted by my own hand. The Journey Jeremy T. Runnels CESLetter at gmail.com www.cesletter.com